Last June, I went with my daughter to Venice, Italy, and took one day to go to the nearby university town of Padua. Noted for having two basilicas, I went first to the splendid Basilica of St. Anthony of Padua, which was beautifully adorned with gold and silver and frescoes and was full of clergy and people, and many of them were pilgrims. Afterwards, I wandered through the streets to the second basilica, that of St. Giustina, which is equally large and cavernous, but was much less adorned, rather dark, austere, and nearly empty. I went there because housed in a stone sarcophagus in a side chapel are believed to be the bones of St. Luke. It seemed odd to me that the basilica, which holds the remains of one of the four evangelists and the most prolific author in the New Testament, is named for a little-known 4th century regional martyr, but that's the case. Regional, uh, regional recent archaeological research authenticated the bones, which are believed to have been first buried at Thebes in Greece, where an ancient and empty sarcophagus claimed to be the first burial site of the evangelist. His bones were then moved to Constantinople and finally came to rest in Padua, although the skull, which has been verified to match the bones, is in Prague. There's some dispute regarding the circumstances of Luke's death. Some say he was martyred, and that is one of the reasons that the often sacrificed bull is his emblem, and it is also why we have the liturgical color of red today. Others claim that while Luke suffered much for his faith, he nonetheless lived well into old age before dying at Bithynia, now in western Turkey. And the Eastern Church holds that Luke died at age 84 in Thebes, Greece. Passages in the Acts of the Apostles indicate that Luke traveled with Paul. And in 2 Timothy, as we heard this morning, Paul wrote, Only Luke is with me. It's a poignant statement written while Paul was in prison in Rome and near the end of his life. After Paul's death, Luke is believed to have continued spreading the gospel to the regions of Italy, Galatia, Dalmatia, and Macedon. As your interim rector, I was eager to make that pilgrimage to visit St. Luke's tomb in Padua. In that tomb are the bones that were once the hands of St. Luke, although I will say that uh, a parishioner told me last night that one of his fingers is in a shrine somewhere. I, I can't remember exactly where. But as was the culture of the time, everyone was vying for relics so they could gain pilgrims to their city. Any case, in any case, um, most of his hands are in that tomb. And I wanted to take a moment today and, and talk with you about hands. So first of all, look at your own hands. Hands are many things. We hold the hands of friends, family, those we love. We eat with our hands, we write with them, we cook with them, we create works of art with them. We steer our cars, bicycles with them. We do much of the stuff of life with our hands. 
As we remember St. Luke today, our patron saint, he used his hands in three clear ways that have come down to us. First of all, he wrote. He composed his gospel, the longest in the New Testament, and the one with the most beloved stories. In the poetry reflection in your bulletin today, uh, there's a poem by Malcolm Geet, and in it he reminds us of the stories of the prodigal son, the thief that Jesus welcomed into paradise, and the blessed mother singing the Magnificat. But there's also in his gospel the Annunciation, the Good Samaritan, the Lost Coin, and many more. And then Luke went on to write the Acts of the Apostles, which tell us the story of Pentecost and gives us the history of the fledgling church. According to Eusebius, the early church historian, Luke was born in Antioch, a city to which Luke gives special attention in the book of Acts. He was a disciple of Paul and a Gentile, the only non-Jewish writer of the New Testament. His superior education is shown in the excellent Greek found in his writings, more beautiful than in any other New Testament writer. His claim to be an eyewitness reporter of the early church is validated by the accuracy of titles and names, which has been supported by modern archaeology. Luke, like most of us, used his hands for writing. Think of the last thing you wrote. That's one way Luke used his hands. Second, he was a physician by trade, and his hands worked in the service of healing. We know this because Paul writes in Colossians, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you. Our first lesson from the wisdom of Sirach or Ecclesiasticus tells us that a physician is to be honored. Luke's gospel recounts a number of stories of Jesus healing those who came to him. And Luke was clearly familiar with the human body, with the processes of illness, injury, and healing. Our gospel for this Feast of St. Luke is the story of the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He returns to Nazareth and reads in the temple the passage from Isaiah that announces the good news of the year of God's favor. When he's finished, he rolls up the scroll, gives it back to the attendant, and sits down. The people's eyes are riveted on him because he's gained a great deal of reputation as a holy person. When he speaks, he tells them that the scripture they just heard has been fulfilled in their hearing. Our appointed gospel ends here, but the story continues. Initially, all goes well in his hometown, but only briefly. Jesus knows the townspeople and will soon, that they will soon challenge him. And he says to them, doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, physician, heal thyself. And you will say, do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. They wanted him to be a wonder worker. They wanted, them, they wanted for him to show them um, amazing things that he had done elsewhere. Before long, the crowd is angry, and they drive him out from their midst and are ready to throw him off a cliff. They wanted him to show them amazing things. But Jesus voiced clearly and Luke recounted the challenges that came to him as he went about his healing work. 
your hands in what you have recently done in the service of healing it may be as simple as having recently shaken pills from a bottle or put a band-aid on a cut or massage a sore muscle Luke used his hands to heal as did our Lord that's the second use of his hands then there is a third thing that Luke did with his hands while it's not documented in the New Testament there is an abiding tradition that Luke was a painter an artist the art reflection in your bulletin shows a 15th century Netherlandish painting by Roger van der Weyden titled St. Luke Drawing the Virgin. While the idea may have initially come to authenticate the practice of painting icons, it has long been believed that Luke used his hands to paint them. I heard of this tradition about a decade ago when I went to Istanbul with a group of clergy and we had an audience with the Patriarch of Constantinople. In the Orthodox Church where the Patriarch had his throne, there was an ancient and very compelling icon of the Madonna and Child. I was drawn to it and was told it was reputed to have been painted by St. Luke. I have since learned that there are a number of paintings attributed to the evangelist, and you can see them all on Google if you choose. Luke is often regarded as the patron saint of artists. Think of your hands and what you have recently done that was creative. Perhaps you cooked something wonderful. Maybe you drew something or sewed something or worked with your hands in, in a repairing furniture. Whatever it is, think of your hands and the creativity of them. These three uses of our patrons' hands are also ways that this congregation is growing and changing. We continue to carry the evangelist message of the gospel every week. And this year we've changed our liturgies to add a contemporary family service, Saturday evenings, with the hope of reaching out further into the community. We also use our hands in healing by maintaining our sanctuary and grounds to be a place of prayer and healing. And as a congregation, St. Luke's has been healing itself. Slowly but surely, the congregation and church is recovering from the inevitable loss that a beloved rector's retirement has brought. And we have used our hands in growing the arts. We have several plans, planned events coming up to celebrate the arts among us. Next Saturday... Between 1 and 4 in the afternoon, we will have our first pantry art show. And in November, we will have three of St. Luke's authors reading from their works. St. Teresa of Avila once said that Christ has no other hands but ours. And so as we follow our patron, St. Luke the Evangelist, St. Luke the Beloved Physician, and St. Luke the Artist, Let's remember that it is our hands now. It's in our hands now to do the work that God gives us. Let us pray. Almighty God, who inspired your servant Luke the physician to set forth in the gospel the love and healing power of your son, graciously continue in your church 
this love and power to heal to the praise and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.